You're listening to the 5-Minute Friday podcast episode of The Aligned Self. This is your host, Daniel Danovi. Okay, 5-Minute Friday, a short and concise podcast episode of The Aligned Self designed to leave you with a question, an idea, a strategy, a tip, a hack in order to give you greater access to your conscious awareness, evolving your conscious awareness, or give you greater mastery over your mind. Well, friend, on the calendar, today is Christmas Eve, at least in my neck of the woods. And I realize that some of you are going to be visiting family. Hopefully this gets to you in time. Uh, But over the next few days, you're going to be hanging out with family, and I want to talk about two hypnotic phenomena that you may experience. Those are anchors and age regression. And I chuckle a little bit when I say age regression, but most of you have had the experience of leaving home and developing a life and being out in the world, only to go back and visit your parents or visit your family and slip back in time and feel the same things and conjure up old patterns that you thought you got rid of. But once you're back in that family dynamic, the same old issues seem to come back up. Because unbeknownst to us, we are anchored to a certain way of being in a certain context or a certain situation. Now, if you extrapolate this out, this goes way beyond family. But right now, we'll just talk about the family dynamic or the family dynamic you thought you left. And what happens is that we form associations. We have emotional states that are anchored to external stimuli. That may be a particular tone of voice or a particular line of questioning or a look. Some of you know what the look is. Some of you use the look with your kids. That is considered an anchor. Where the stimulus is present, you know something else is connected to it. And that is formed other than consciously. Now, we're anchored all the time, all the time, every day. To certain times of the day, you have particular thoughts. You have certain music that comes on. You know, a song can play from your childhood or from your teen years. And suddenly you're transported back to a moment in time just from a song. Music is a powerful anchor. So are smells. That's why perfume and cooking... I can remember stepping into the garage on my way to my grandmother's on Christmas Day and smelling all the food being prepared. There was a particular smell mixed in with the garage, the I guess the gas from the moor, and stepping in just outside the kitchen door. It just, when I smell it today, no matter where it is, just close to that smell, it transports me back in time. That is an anchor. And like I said before, it can be a look, it can be a tone of voice, that you have the experience of your parents or some other family member pushing your buttons. Suddenly, you're in a completely different emotional state because of what they said or the tone of what they said or some other physical action that you've associated with that emotional state of sometimes feeling powerless or on the defensive So how do you know when a trigger is occurring? Well, you have that experience of being transported to a whole new state of of being, whether it be anger or 
And you can literally say in your head, it's as if they pushed a button or they know how to push my buttons. And that knee-jerk response is you responding outside of conscious awareness. It is just a knee-jerk reaction associated to your past. So today, if you have in present day, if you have these emotional outbursts that just suddenly occur and they seem out of proportion to the immediate response or the immediate context or circumstance, then you can guess that you're actually reacting to a traumatic emotional experience back in your childhood or back in an earlier time in your life and recalling it to the present moment. Your other than conscious mind is doing that because it has formed an association, an anchor, that tells you this is the appropriate response in this circumstance, which today it may not be. It more than likely doesn't have anything to do with the present moment, but you are anchored, you have this association. And so this happens on an animal level. So we can respond without thinking instinctively, intuitively. And sometimes it works to our advantage, and sometimes it doesn't. And in a moment, I'll talk about how to collapse this anchor. But the other phenomenon I want to speak on is this idea of age regression. You see, all parts of you are alive, all ages of you are alive inside you. And you've just upgraded along the way your behavior. But we can easily go back, and in hypnosis, I can actually take people back and have them remember a time when they were seven, eight, and in hypnotic trance, they actually go back and they age regress. They can be that age all over again. Their emotional responses. In fact, um, I have this theory that the majority of emotional responses are actually learned and cultivated in our teen years, either somewhere between 10 and 15 So if you have these emotional, angry outbursts uh, while in discussion with your partner or somebody else in present day, it's only because you haven't upgraded your skill set in that area. You're still relying on the, I guess, the strategy, the unconscious strategy you learned in your teens. Now, you can reflect back on your own responses. Just think back at a time when, when did you first respond this way? Or maybe not the very first time, but do you remember a time earlier in life when this was your way of doing it or way of handling it? Identifying that time would be your first clue in order to upgrade your skill set. But understand that this age regression phenomena is something that happens to the best of us. And it is a deep trance phenomena meaning you're almost entirely on automatic. So not only is there age regression, but there's trance identification or deep trance identification where you re-identify with the younger you. You know, we have, that happens also when you're watching a movie and you are listening and to the story and you're involved in the story and you actually have the emotional feelings of the character on screen. You're watching a movie, but you're through empathy and mirroring, you actually feel what the character is feeling on screen. That is deep trance. So regarding our conversation today, the way to circumvent these anchors and this age regression is to be proactive 
Like if you know that you're going to be in a family dynamic that more than likely will push your buttons, you already know what the triggers are going to be. So what you're going to do is actually plan ahead of time what your response will be. And you're going to have to practice in your mind's eye. Because remember, something that you vividly imagine in your mind, your other than conscious mind cannot tell the difference. Because frankly, we live in our head all the time anyways. So whether we're making it up or we feel as if we're interacting with reality, it's all processed through our perceptual filters. So with that said, when you vividly imagine something, it's as if you're already doing it. It's like you're really doing it. So we want to practice with intention. So in your mind's eye, recall one of those anchors, one of those triggers that perhaps your mother or your father would deliver to you. And typically you would be defensive or become insulted or feel less than. Recognize whatever might be there for you. So as you practice in your mind's eye, see the trigger, hear the trigger being fired. But your typical response is not going to show up. What's going to happen is you're going to just kind of sit back a bit and laugh. <laughs> Are you talking to me? This is what you're saying in your mind's eye. You're not going to say this to your parents. But you laugh. It's like, are you talking to me? Seriously? Who do you think I am? I'm, a, I'm an adult. I'm an adult. You can't treat me like a child anymore. You can try, but over here, see, look, look over here. There is an adult sitting over here. And then you break your state. You just kind of shake it off. And then I want you to go back to the beginning and practice again. Imagine that trigger being fired again, whatever it is, whether it's a tone of voice or a look, whatever is there, whatever used to set you off. As soon as they fire that anchor, as soon as they provide that cue, which used to be the signal for you to go into regression or to get defensive or get angry. Instead, as soon as they say it, as soon as you see the look in your mind's eye, watch them shrink down to being really, really small. And then their tone of voice is going to be something like this. You know, it's something just kind of, how can you take this seriously? Seriously. Honestly. <laughs> and then you just kind of smirk inside and say, what a small, small mind. Your, your tricks do not work on me. Look at me. I'm an adult sitting over here. I have conscious responses. I'm no longer participating in that game. You see, once you decide that you are no longer participating in this dynamic, you can extract yourself from it. So I want you to stand up and just kind of shake your body and, you know, clap your hands and go, woo, and then sit back down and take a deep breath and then run it again. And when you, in your mind's eye, practice again. And when you see that cue or hear that cue again, watch them shrink down. Hear their voice start to change. And then you sit back and laugh. Ha, ha, ha. You expect me to listen to you seriously. I'm not participating in this. And the idea behind this is when you're practicing in your mind's eye, you are over the top. You are bodacious and like speaking in a tone of voice of confidence and like, who the hell do you think you are? And practice this way three to five times until it feels like 
anytime you hear that trigger or see that trigger, that you would have a different response. So let me recap, in case you missed part of it, what the theatrical dynamics are inside your head. When the fire, when the trigger is fired, whatever it is, lean back. What you want to do is push back away from the situation and gain a little distance on it. And then you want to have a knee-jerk response that is completely different from the past. Over the top. Ha, ha, ha. Laugh. And you don't want to get angry. You want to find humor in it. And then shrink them down in size. Make them minuscule. Put a bow tie on them or a clown hat or anything else to make them seem silly and ridiculous. Like, you just can't take this thing seriously. And then is the decision that you state out loud that you are not participating in this dynamic. And understand that they're not going to be educated. Chances are they're going to be how they are, how they've always been. And just expect it. Just expect it. You know, they're unconscious. They're running their patterns that they've been, they've had forever. Who knows where they got their patterns? It could have been their parents. And I'm just assuming that it's your parents that trigger you, but it really doesn't matter who. I remember having a student and uh, she was a teacher. Let me see. Yeah. And she said that any time that the principal would come to visit her room, she would become very intimidated, almost uh, couldn't function. And what's interesting is that the principal never, you know, said anything critical. It's just it was her, her way of being, I guess. And what I told my student is when she comes to the door, she just doesn't walk in, right? She knocks. Yeah, she knocks. So that's the cue. That's the trigger that I wanted her to develop this new response to. So in her mind's eye, I had her do this. I wanted her to walk up to the door, swing it open like a gunslinger stepping into a saloon, but swing it open and say, hello, Beatrice, come on in, have a seat. And then as she's walking by, I found out that she's just a little bit shorter. So I want you to raise your hand over her and shrink her down and just kind of look up, stand up on your tiptoes and look down at her and say, oh, Beatrice, go ahead, sit down in the back. And what's interesting is that she just had to run this through her mind one time and she could not hold the same memory or the same feeling of her ever, ever again. It transformed it forever. And it's helpful to change their voice when they're talking to you. Make it like Mickey Mouse, you know, really high or like uh, Goofy. (laughs) Yeah, all right. And uh, whatever, whatever you can do to make the whole situation, the whole dynamic seem stupid and ridiculous. And again, you're not controlling their response. They're going to respond. They're going to do the things they've always done more than likely. But what you're doing is transforming your response. And that makes all the difference. So my interest in presenting you with this information is one, for you to realize that these responses in these family dynamics that you may be inserting yourself back into, more often than not, they're hypnotically induced. It's a hypnotic phenomenon. So there's nothing wrong with you. You're just being a good person and recognizing that you're responding from your animal nature. You've been trained. 
But with a little conscious intervention on your part, mental rehearsal, before the event, you can transform your response. Now, your response will be anything from, like, neutral to, like, it just won't impact you. It's like, huh. And by consequence, if you don't respond in the same way, chances are it will just die like fruit on the vine. And I call that phenomenon playing catch with a three-year-old. Now, I don't know if you've ever played catch or played ball with a three-year-old. They don't throw very well. So when you toss the ball to them, they have their arms outstretched. They're still trying to work out their eye-hand coordination. And nine times out of ten, the ball or the little beanbag that you're tossing to them goes through their hands and hits them in the chest or you know bounces off their body and on the ground. And then they go pick it up, and because their eye-hand-eye coordination isn't that great, they go to throw it back to you, and they don't throw it directly to you. They throw it off to the side or not quite to you or way beyond you, even to the point where you cannot catch it. And so what do you do? You go pick it up, walk up and real close to them, and then try and toss it again. And then the whole thing starts all over again. And as long as you're willing to go pick it up and toss it back to them, this activity will go on and on and on because three-year-olds don't get tired. Not of that, they want to play. But how many times are you going to go off in left field or off to the right and pick that thing up and then walk back over and toss it over them? You see, in order to play catch, you have to participate. So in this scenario, the three-year-old is your parent or whoever is the one, you know, pulling your trigger or activating your trigger, your anchor. And then what do you do? You just don't pick the ball up. You don't toss it back to them. You might say something to the effect, hmm, that's an interesting observation. I never thought of it that way. Or just say, I'm sorry, but I don't see it that way. And they may not want to put the ball down right away and they may come back with another retort again You're not participating. You're not playing the game. And you can say, thank you for your insight. Thank you for your suggestion. You can say, I'm not talking about this with you. I'm just not going there. Or you can say, I'm not going to indulge this topic. Because frankly, I don't see this going anywhere productive. Or something to that effect. You know the people you're interacting with. I'm just throwing out some examples. Um, But the big part of it is decide ahead of time what your response is going to be. Practice it out, be over the top, bodacious, because that makes a deeper impact on you other than conscious when it's really crazy or really bold. That way, you train your other than conscious mind to respond in a completely different new response. So that's my coaching for this Christmas Eve. Hopefully it reaches you in time. If not, you know, if you can put it into practice uh, beforehand, get back with me and tell me how it worked out for you. So this actually, what you experienced in this conversation was aspects of neuro-linguistic programming, submodality play. And don't worry, we'll dive deeper into that down the road. So that's it for this five-minute, um, ten, uh, 20 minute Friday. So this is Daniel Dano V wishing you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah. Um, just enjoy yourself. Until then, until next time. By all means, live your life from inner signals and live the epic adventure.